Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Protect yourself from identity theft and take complete control of your debit card with Secure Lock Equip from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Visit FABNT.com for details. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Man, the good news just continues for the Arkansas football Razorbacks. Yeah, a commitment today from Caleb James, a guy that we've had our eye on for a little bit, a uh, defensive lineman in the class of 2023. He vaults Arkansas's 2023 class all the way up to number five uh, in the top five, I believe, somewhere uh, in the top 25 rankings of uh, 24-7 sports. So that 2023 class is off to a really great start, and there's some other guys that, you know, that are really highly regarded that, uh, you know, might end up with Arkansas also. But he's the number 354 uh, overall recruit in the country, number 51 defensive lineman, number 54 in Texas, and uh, had a lot of options out there. So he was here this past weekend uh, for one of Arkansas's junior days, and uh, that that was enough to do it. So he was a guy that we've been kind of keeping our eye on for some time now, and uh, uh, it's a nice pickup. And, and also, I, I'm sure you've heard the news, I mean, just with – Stuff going on with Razorback Athletics right now with Kendall Browles uh, being offered the Miami offensive coordinator position, and we'll see where that goes. I, I kind of tend to think that um, just based on my sources, he really loves Northwest Arkansas, um, you know, probably Texas and Northwest Arkansas, the two places that he loves most, obviously being from Texas, um, and maybe doesn't have a whole lot of interest in being other places. But, um, you know, that's – Obviously, they're working on a contract for him. So I think if Arkansas, you know, comes with, um, you know, I mean, he's getting a million dollars, and that's, I mean, that's a, a fortune to most all of us. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, as far as people are doing comparable jobs in the SEC, I don't know, maybe a quarter million uh, less than what some of those are getting. So, um, you know, I'm, I would assume Arkansas is going to try to make a, a play to make him stay at Arkansas. But, um you know, we've been following that Miami situation for a while now, and, um, you know, things happen today. So we'll see where it goes. What an amazing luxury, though, for um, Sam Pittman. If, and I'm only saying if, you got a guy on your staff right now who is an, an offensive coordinator at the NFL level, uh, Dow Loggins. So yeah. uh, I don't know that that would be an automatic assumption that if, Kendall Bryles did decide to move on that you would automatically see Dow Loggins elevated to the OC from tight end. Uh, from tight uh, end automatic position. might be a slightly strong word, Randy, but yeah. only slightly, only slightly. Um, you know, I think that he would definitely be, you know, the front-running candidate uh, to move into that role if, if, if Kendall Bryles did end up leaving. Yeah. And then you got to go it? find a tight ends coach because he'd also move over to coach quarterbacks like he did in right. the NFL. Yeah. Nice luxury if you're uh, Sam Pittman to have mm. a resource like that on your staff if things don't work out with Kendall Bryles. All right, let's talk with Steve. Steve, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Uh, yeah, uh, guys, that uh, sounds good. But uh, Trey, I do have a question though. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Quentin Caver played, wasn't he like six five and two forty? Yes. 
And did he not play the outside linebacker a lot? Um, well, back then they were using a four-two-five, but he was—he would have been one of the inside linebackers. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, why not? Uh, you know, use the Alabama theory. You know, he could play some linebacker, could he not? What are you? What are you getting at exactly? You what know, position do you see Caleb James being projected for? How about that? Uh, play play him like end. a hybrid linebacker. You know, play him at defensive end some, and then play him at linebacker some. Well, that's kind of what they've done. I mean, they did that with Trey Williams last year. They shifted him back at, at linebacker some. Um, you know, comparing defenses back then versus now, and what offenses like to do. That's that's pretty tough to do. I mean, Arkansas. Arkansas doesn't really. You, I mean, Steve. they have they use an edge guy like Trey Williams. You know, he was their edge guy. But I mean, unless they're bringing blitzes and stuff like that, it's it's not a whole lot they're bringing as far as pass rush. And I mean, usually you have whether you're you know Alabama, or, you know, say you use a three-four defense, you know, with with four linebackers, and you know one of them is is basically got his hand in the dirt. Maybe both of them do, just depending on what you're doing. Um, you know. Is, Arkansas uses a three-two-six, so they're you know they don't really have a a true guy just out there on the edge, and that's one reason that they've been so low in sacks these past few years, you know. So, or these past couple of years, I should say. That's why they they just haven't got to the quarterback a lot. But you know, you just got to play to your strengths, and Arkansas's strength has been you know it's linebackers and and um, you know from a number standpoint anyway, it's linebackers and defensive backs, particularly safety. Trey, this is just a question, and it may sound ridiculous, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You know me. Um, Okay. (laughs) Do we have any reason or idea why Arkansas has not been in pursuit of Arch Manning? I've never seen Arkansas's name linked at all with Arch Manning. I don't know. That's a good question. Um (laughs) <laughs> it seems like everybody is interested, but maybe they just feel like it's, uh, uh, you know, something that they really have a have a shot at, you know, because of his ties, obviously, with, with Ole Miss and, you know, I guess a, a light tie to Tennessee and, and maybe maybe even LSU. Um, but I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I'm just asking. I don't, just asking. I don't, I don't think it's a ridiculous question. Just asking. Georgia okay. is the current favorite for Manning's commitment. Oklahoma, Florida, LSU have either visited or plan to visit Manning this week. And uh, Kirby Smart and staff, now how many of that meant uh, they watched Manning play basketball the other night and then scheduled to visit this week uh, is Alabama head coach Nick Saban, and defensive coordinator Pete Goldings. I was wondering, why would, why would you take your D.C. Uh, to go see an offensive player? But anyway, that's that's Nick's choice. Maybe I mean, you tell him that defense make... is going to be good, and you don't have to worry about that. Just be a good offensive player. Maybe that's it. Who knows? If you if you really want him, shouldn't you hire David Cutcliffe? Wouldn't that be the secret <laughs> yeah. recipe to getting a Manning? <laughs> you think yeah. so. Good point. Yeah. He's available. It worked at Tennessee, and it worked at yeah. Ole Miss. He's available. All right, let's talk with, uh, oh, by the way, uh, just for what it's worth, ON3s. I have no clue what that is. 
It's a name and image likeness evaluator projected Arch Manning could earn thousands of dollars per social media post and $1.6 million total. That's not staying what school, but apparently he must have some kind of social following that when he posts something on his Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be, it's worth one or thousands of dollars. Well, he's got Lane Kiffin is following him, and I, I believe Lane <laughs> Kiffin is following only him on yeah, Instagram. Exactly. That was that's the story it? I read. Yeah. Just one only, person. That's yeah. it? That's he it. He only that's, follows him. That's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm not following Lane Kiffin, so I'm not worried about him following me. Let's talk to Shane. Shane, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, I just want to see what you thought about the Sanders kid that's going to be coming in here, that linebacker, and if if he will he be here for the uh, spring game? Who? Are you, I'm sorry. Can the you transfer coming in from Alabama? Linebacker. Oh yeah, yeah. They're all they're all ready to go. Yeah, they're they're starting classes today. Okay, that's good. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's interesting. Thought, you, you know, you go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it's interesting, you know, to, to look at what's going on out there in the transfer market right now. And, you know, last week we were all, you know, this has got to change, you know. <laughs> and this week it's like, hey, they're getting some good guys out of the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when you look at, like, Arkansas is one of three schools right now that have four four-star uh, players that are coming in as transfers, one of four, Ole Miss and Florida, the others. And, you know, when you start looking at them, obviously Arkansas had 14 players uh, leave, not counting Malik Hornsbury, Jalen St. John, who are returning. Uh, Ole Miss had 18 players uh, enter the transfer portal. Florida only had like seven or so, not a whole lot. But when you look at it uh, and where Ole Miss's players ended up, like out of the 18, 14 of them, 14 of them, do I get credit for that hang-up? No. <laughs> 14 of them uh, ended up signing with other schools, including several of them at Power 5 schools. And you look at Florida and the guys that have left there, you know, all mostly ended up, I think five of them ended up at Power 5 schools. And you look at Arkansas out of the 14 that they had leave, uh, I think it's just like six of them that have ended up at places. I mean – Devin Bush ended up at Southern today. Um, okay, Darren Turner's going I, to yeah, okay. Al- Alabama A&M. Um, you know, you've got Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks going to LSU, Vito Calvaruso going to uh, Wisconsin. So it's like it's like six out of the 14, that, or seven. I think Nick Turner ended up at Toledo today. So seven or eight out of the 14. And none of them except for a few are going to Power 5 schools. I don't mean to say, like, cut the fat, but, like, who ended up, when you look at who transferred out based on where those players are winding up, you know, who ended up coming out on top on, on when you look at it like that? I mean, Ole Miss is losing, you know, some good players elsewhere at a higher number. Florida lost some for only having seven go out. You know, they lost some some good places, and then Arkansas – I mean, it just feels like here you have, like, 
you know, seven guys, seven or eight guys that left Arkansas there in the transfer portal. They're all intending to end up somewhere in the spring, and they don't have a place. I just think it's interesting when you look at it like that. It's the risk you take. It really is. And there's a lot of other guys in the transfer portal that aren't going to have a place to go, not just from Arkansas. I would say most of them. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like most of them don't wind up somewhere. And then you flip it to the other side. Well, you know, what are you bringing in? What are you bringing out of the transfer portal? And, you know, I mentioned Florida is having four. Florida's got like three of them are former Louisiana players that played under Billy Napier uh, at Louisiana that, you know, are, Mm. you know, post sure. post playing upgrades to four stars. Um, You know, Ole Miss has done some good work in the transfer portal. I would argue also that they've lost the most, lost the most. And but also probably the scale would tip in their favor in terms of who they've brought in so far. Um, And then I look at Arkansas and, you know, Vito Calvaruso, Greg Brooks Jr., Joe Fouché. And I don't know past that, like a lot of guys that I would be like, man, that stings mm-hmm. at all, not even close. So, And then what they're bringing in with Jaden Hazel. Nobody's bringing in like guys that are like, when you talk about the four stars, they're not bringing in guys that are like, you know, Drew Sanders started several games for Alabama last year. You know, Dwight McLeod started several games for LSU last year. Jaden Hazelwood started probably every game for Oklahoma last year. And then, you know, you get Landon Jackson, who's a 6'7", 273-pound freshman with a lot of promise and upside. I mean, there's not a lot of schools out there that have done that in terms of pulling guys from big major colleges, blue, you know, blue-chip type schools, and blue blood, I should say, type schools, and you know, landed them. I just that's just not happening in a lot of places. So, I think that's something to take note of. And I don't think they're done. I don't think they're done getting players like that. We'll see. Well, and the thing of, <clears throat> pardon me, thing of it is, Trey. Once we go through the next wave, I call it wave. Uh, this is post spring football. You're going to see mm-hmm. another wave. Oh yeah, you're going to see another wave. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still on board with the idea that there needs to be some regulation in college football at the transfer portal and stuff. I just don't. There needs to be something, some type of regulation. But I do think at the same time, for a school like Arkansas, what we're seeing is, okay, if you've got a place with, you know, great facilities, competes in a great league, you've got coaches, players want to play for, and there are playing opportunities, there are opportunities for guys who maybe – made the wrong decision on National Signing Day, maybe made National Signing Day the best day of their college career. Uh, Maybe, you know, peer pressure led them to them choosing a school or it was the popular thing to do or maybe, you know, they get there and the playing time's not there like they thought or what they were promised isn't isn't there like they thought. And maybe, maybe they're willing to spread their wings a little farther and find the place that's right for them for playing football and their college experience at a you know, 20-year-old than they were when they signed as a 17-year-old, you know, in December before their senior, in their December of their senior year. So for Arkansas, Arkansas is reduced compared to basically every other school in the SEC, and there's plenty of other schools, you know, battling out for prospects because their proximity is close together. But for Arkansas being a little bit more remote, you're limited to recruiting guys who are interested in wanting to – Maybe get away further. They're open to the idea, 
you're not going to get anybody that's wanting to stay close to home for the most part, you know, inside your state and stuff like that. But Arkansas doesn't produce as much talent as schools like Louisiana or Georgia or Alabama, you know. So your your limit, whereas Auburn, like Auburn is able to, you know, they can recruit guys that are willing to go far away and guys that are wanting to stay close to home because they're right next to players like that. So when you think about it like that, too, maybe this is a good thing for Arkansas for players to get a taste of the college experience, understand what they're really looking for, and, you know, maybe they can find it at Arkansas. That seems to be what we're seeing right now anyway. Well, and in football, when everybody's talking about recruiting, well, this guy, how come Arkansas signed so many three-stars? It seems like the three-stars are leaving and the four-stars are coming. So if those stars do mean something, it some of the, these guys are upgrades, and we'll I'm, see. We can't tell that until they actually play, but it appears that way, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think I think you're right, and I mean, uh, obviously, there's plenty of three stars that pan out and end up being great players. Absolutely. We're some of them in the transfer portal right Absolutely. now that are available. Yeah. But um, from a numbers standpoint, if you want to break down the numbers, absolutely. If you're a five star, you have a way dramatically better chance of being drafted into the NFL. Uh, than you do if you're a four-star. And if you're a four-star, dramatically better than three-star. And people will always bring up, you know, NFL draft. Well, what about this guy? He was a two-star. You know, usually two-stars are guys that were completely overlooked. If you go to their profile and recruiting, they don't have any video, probably don't have a picture, you know, just guys that didn't go to camps and just were, were overlooked and stuff. But if you want to lay the numbers out and say, what are my chances of being drafted in the NFL if I'm a five-star? I did the n- research a few years ago. It's probably not quite accurate now. But, um, I mean, it's like you got a, like a 50% chance of being drafted in the first three rounds if you're tabbed a five-star recruit. You know, four-star, it drops significantly lower, but there are more four-stars. So it drops a bit, but it, it's a big drop from three-star and two-star and so on and so forth. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, transfer portal is interesting. And, you know, I love how we do the re-rankings of stuff. You know, we, we have their high school ranking, and then we put a transfer ranking on them, you know, based largely on not only what they were as high school, but what have they done in college so far. And I think that's also what we're seeing as we learn more about this transfer portal, I mean, guys that Arkansas has brought in that aren't playing at their former school but maybe were a four-star recruit before, mm-hmm. you know, they're coming here and not really, you know, doing a whole lot. And, that, you know, I don't mean to call anybody out, but, um, you know, Arkansas brought in a linebacker, wide receiver, and a cornerback recently, uh, you know, who are well-regarded recruits from other major college programs that weren't playing a whole lot, and they didn't play a lot here either. And then you look at, you know, guys like John Ridgeway, you know, who probably figured out, hey, I could probably play at a lot better, higher level than this and uh, and entered the portal. And, you know, the two guys from Missouri last year, the defensive lineman Trey Williams and Markel Lutze, those are guys that were three-star recruits, but they started on an SEC team, you know. So when you go after guys like that, you kind of get a better indication that, hey, this guy played there, he's probably going to play here, here also. And um, I think you've seen things shift a little bit, at least the way Arkansas approaches it. And, Trey, just because of what has been signed that is not still changing, though, the priorities, that's defensive line, linebackers, mm-hmm. and corners, that probably yeah. still is going to be a high priority. Yeah, safety, I think, too. I, I think, I mean, you got McLaughlin in. That's a big get. I think that they need to get a safety if they can find a big-time safety out there, um, an interior defensive line. That, to me, would be – Maybe the main areas. 
Wow, that went quickly today. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company.